Get ready to meet a leader who reaches out to women who are minutes away from an abortion decision. The Love Times 2 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Welcome to the Love Times 2 podcast. I have a very special guest today that I'm really thrilled to introduce to you. She's a very strong leader and with a very unique ministry that has been instrumental in helping to reach out to moms and dads who are sometimes just literally minutes away from making an abortion decision. Angela Minter is the CEO of Sisters for Life in Louisville, Kentucky, and she's just starting to get recognition on the national level as the mission of Sisters for Life continues to grow. And just as exciting, Angela is a founding board member of Love Times 2 and one of the featured speakers on the new Love Times 2 Speakers Bureau. So if you're listening to this podcast and you need a great speaker for a pro-life event coming up, email me at podcast at lovetimes2.org, and I'll be happy to get you all the details and connect you uh, with Angela. So, uh, Angela, welcome to the Love Times 2 podcast. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm just excited to be on. Well, as I mentioned to you just before we started this, um, you have the privilege of being the first featured guest on the podcast. We've never done an interview before, so this is a very special occasion. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Hey, let's just jump right in on this thing and uh, start with Sisters for Life. I know this as truly one of the most innovative and forward-thinking ministries in the nation, Uh, but for those who have never heard anything about Sisters for Life, uh, tell us about the mission and how you go about the work of saving lives. Okay, wonderful. Well, Sisters for Life is an advocate for the mother and the preborn babies that, uh, and the fathers as well that find themselves faced with an unplanned pregnancy. But here recently, the Lord has, and you really kind of hit on that a little bit, the Lord has expanded what he's assigned, assigned us to do, whereas he has now commissioned us to make certain that we are um, doing everything that we can to train, mobilize, and equip the church as a whole, but the African-American church in particular, to end abortion in our communities. So uh, we're excited about that because that um, we're able to do that in, in several different ways. Number one, through our sidewalk counseling that we do uh, here in, Louis, in Louisville locally, but uh, invariably we're going to, we've now determined that we're going to be doing sidewalk counseling throughout the country. But in addition to that, through our radio ministry and our um, outreach through the churches and public speaking engagements and through our co-ed mentoring program that we call Revolution Abstinence. So uh, God's got us taking a holistic approach in helping mothers and fathers to find themselves safe with an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah, and it's just absolutely incredible work. And I know that uh, when I was looking at the Sisters for Life website, the the things that you're involved with, I think a lot of folks think Sisters for Life and maybe they think sidewalk counseling ministry and that's a huge part of what you do, but there's so many other things that you're doing as well. It's just really so. But as you said, these doors are starting to open up nationally. So that's a really huge opportunity uh, for you to have uh, moving forward on that. And I'm just curious, uh, do you have any rough estimate of, of how many women and babies have been saved from your direct work with Sisters for Life? 
Yes, well, just from the sidewalk counseling alone, we're up to about 778 babies now at this point. We actually had a saved baby on Saturday, and that was just tremendous because I was uh, I had an ankle injury, and I was back on the sidewalk from my ankle injury. And so that day we were able to, I was able to directly uh, be used of God to influence a young man to go back into the abortion mill, get his uh, girlfriend, bring her out, and as a result, they made a decision for life to keep that baby. So. There's so much talk about, you know, politics when it comes to the issue of abortion, but there's not nearly enough talk about changing hearts and minds. And so when I think of changing hearts and minds, and I know some of the stories that you shared with me of of talking to young women and uh, sometimes the father uh, is there as well. I'm just just curious, um, from your experience, from your heart, when you're talking to, when, when you are there, point of contact, talking to a young woman who is literally minutes away from from an abortion, does she care anything at all about uh, politics at that point? Or, or maybe a better way to ask is this: What is that young woman? What is she looking for at that exact moment in her life? She's about ready to walk into this abortion clinic. What have you found is the thing that resonates with her that makes her want to stop and even talk to you? What 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 is it? What is it she's looking for at that moment? Well, first of all, she's looking for someone to enter into her world, and we call it, you know, and. and Empathic listener, you know, we enter into her world, we show her the love of Jesus Christ right off the bat, if you will. When they sense that you really care and that you are wanting to hear what they have to say uh, before you're wanting them to hear what you have to say, then, and in addition to that, you're letting them know that you've been where they are, and in my case, having had two abortions myself, then immediately there is a, there's a way of, there's a trust. There's a trust that enters in even when they have never met me before. They begin to trust me and our team in a way that probably uh, wouldn't happen uh, in another circumstance. Right. And you said a key thing right there, having experienced two abortions yourself. um, This isn't theory to you. This is something that uh, you've walked down this road and and you know you can resonate with with these young girls in a way that uh, few people can. And um, and frankly, and as I ask this point, I mean, uh, I, I just know that so many times this entire issue it just gets so bogged down in politics. But uh, I just know that at that point where you have this opportunity to talk to a young woman who may be making a decision that she'll regret the rest of her life, the last thing in the world, my guess is that she wants to talk about is who are you going to vote for in November. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's part of our world at that moment. No, we, we don't talk about that. And you know what, Mike? Something else is very interesting. Even though the uh, the abortion rate there's such a disparity between uh, our Caucasian sisters and our African American sisters, our Hispanic sisters, in terms of uh, how many uh, abortions happen uh, for on Black women. Uh, even though the number is so high where the leading cause of death in the African-American community is abortion, not only do we not talk about politics, but we don't even talk about that because at that moment, this mother really needs to know that you care about what she's dealing with and that you are ready to listen and to help in any way that you can. The thing that she needs to hear is that we are showing her the love of Christ. And that is, uh, that's something that, uh, I need to hear. We all need to hear. And, and I like to remind people, uh, at events when I'm speaking that, um, you know, at, at the moment that a woman's world is falling apart, we get so obsessed with what's on Fox News or CNN or what's on the talk shows tonight and all that kind of stuff. They don't care about that. I mean, that's not part of their world at all. 
And I think we have to be very careful that we don't uh, we don't just get absorbed into that and thinking, oh, that's that that debate on TV tonight is what everybody's going to be talking about. And you know, here's something I've never asked you this before, but I think it's I think it's a key thing that again um, for me, I think it's key for all everybody who's going to be listening to this interview. What does the woman who has had an abortion, from that perspective, what does that woman need to hear from the pro-life community? Well, that they care about what she's dealing with, those particular circumstances that may be surrounding, that is surrounding her pregnancy, that we actually care, that we want to listen and hear. It is so important because and that we just don't put them in this box. You know, right. if this, if this is, you know, hey, this is somebody that just doesn't care about the baby and just is selfish and wants to end the pregnancy. Um, we need to know that a lot of times it's a bit more complex than that. Right. Yeah. And and um, and that's a good word for everybody just to kind of uh, uh, think on as well. And uh, I know that uh, you're extremely busy and, uh, you know, and, and you've been very gracious in, in doing this interview. I don't want to take up more of your time today, but I definitely would love to have you come back on uh, this podcast. Hopefully uh, this interview goes well uh, and we can post it up. And I, I can say that for all of those listening because being our first interview format, um, uh, Literally, it's like everything else with this podcast. We're learning the ropes step by step, and uh, hopefully this works. And if not, then we'll come back at it again. But whether it works or not, uh, we definitely are going to have a lot of things to talk about uh, with you, Angela, as well as um, as contacting uh, you again and, and talking more as Sisters for Life continues to expand. Let me ask you this. For somebody who's listening in on this, and they would love to get more information on Sisters for Life and, and uh, what the mission is all about and maybe how they can help in their area. Uh, how can they get more information on Sisters for Life? Well, they could actually go to our website, which is sisforlife.org, and that's S-I-S, S-I-S, for life, F-O-R-L-I-F-E, for life.org. And they can, you know, contact us there. We've got our own personal emails out there and then also our business cell numbers and uh, office numbers so they can contact us that way. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for helping make the world a better place for moms and babies because you're a leader and you really are doing great work. Well, I tell you, we give God the glory for that. But thank you, Mike, and I appreciate all that you're doing. And I'm just grateful to be a part of Love Times too. Uh, if you want to learn more about scheduling Angela as a speaker, again, you can email me at podcast at lovetimes2.org, or you can go to the website that Angela just gave and go to her directly and uh, and just contact her and ask her uh, about uh, speaking for your event, whatever that might be. I will personally guarantee, Angela wouldn't say this, but I would say this. Uh, I can guarantee you she'll be one of the best speakers that you've ever hosted for an event. So, um, again, uh, if you're looking for a speaker for a pro-life event, I highly recommend Angela for that. So, uh, hey, that's it for this episode of the Love Times 2 podcast. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed this first interview format. Uh, we're going to have plenty more of these coming along the way uh, and a lot of interesting guests that are going to be coming on uh, the podcast in future episodes. Uh, and never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2.org. Thanks for listening.